they knock on the door. The door swings open and coming out in resplendent armor, silver and gilded, large sword on their hip, shield uh, emblazoned on one of their arms, full metal helm with the visor pulled up. You guys see this taller than average and for sure stockier than average gnomish man come down and Enoch, as they turn to regard you, you see the face of your brother staring back at you. Oh. I think I think that's literally what Ingrid says. They just go, oh. Great. <laughs> <laughs> you see this guy, Michael looks at you guys and goes, Hey, fellow travelers! Great to great to have you here. Uh, I understand. Are you guys also going to slay this dragon? Because you should. I mean, if you're not, you should head back now. Because this is kind of the point of no return. This is you should just leave it to you know the 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 studied heroes. Uh, you know, I've slayed a lot of things. If you're not experienced with dragon slaying, I would just suggest turning back now. Mm. And both his parents kind of go, yeah. You know, it, if you haven't slayed dragons, it's harder than you think. But our son. Slayed a lot of dragons. He's he's very, very good at slaying dragons. By himself? Just like, just him? Do you two help or what's the... <laughs> we, what do you two do while he's yeah. slaying dragons? <laughs> we, we help with scouting and we help with like, you know, repairs to the armor and stuff. We're very good at making great weaponry and armor. But uh, mostly we're, we're here in a support... Co- yeah, we mostly end up here in a, a kind of support capacity... Um, you know, we, we scout, we help them out with strategy, but ultimately when it comes to doing the heroic deeds, that's our boy right here. Isn't that right, Ma? That's right, Pa. So you drive your boy to work? Well, uh, we, we are <laughs> honored to drive our boy to work. I mean, it's, his work is, it's truly worthwhile work. You know, it's so many parents had to look at their children and they're like, what, what, what are you doing? You're over there, I don't know, fiddling away with some kind of manuscript or you're working in the tavern. Our boy is saving the world. Happy to help with that. Mm. Does the rest of the group recognize um, Enoch's brother's face? Like, do we know him well enough? I think you'd... Yeah, I think I, think I would. Probably, probably yeah. yeah. I think definitely, I don't know, yeah. Okay. I think the, the thing you guys are realizing with, after seeing Michael's face, the thing that you are just now putting together is that the faces of the two gnomish people are similar to Enoch's parents, if like slightly more distorted, whereas Michael's face is a perfect replica. Mm. Mm. Danny's being a little bit of an asshole. (laughs) You made your family into gnomes. Well, that's not the asshole. <laughs> now, now, I don't know what's going on with your friend here, but like, no, we're a proud people, and he's he's testing my pride right now. When when they said great weapons, um, I think Viper, like a little light went on in her eye, and she like drops down. I'd like to try this to drop down from the tree. Um, like silently and to try and sneak into the carriage and steal any weapon that's in there. <laughs> and then like while Absolutely. they're distracted and talking. Okay, I'm going to say go ahead and roll a dexterity check. You can add your full dice. Okay. I am going to put the difficulty at once. You've got to get two or more successes. Okay. 
if we kind of see this or something, can we like do a bunch of ask like a lot of follow up questions to try to distract the gnomes a little bit <laughs> further to try to give Viper a better shot? Uh, I'll tell you what, you, uh, Kelly, roll a charisma check. Oh, gosh. Uh, difficulty one. And if you succeed, you can give advantage to Viper. Okay. So I have to, both of these have to be a success? Uh, yes. Nope. <laughs> They're both threes. So it's, okay. not, it's not a, oh, no. the worst, but it's not great. So I'll say you're, you're rolling straight, but you do get to add your full dice. Okay. So I'll roll three dice total. Uh, is your dexterity just, two? My dexterity is three. Oh, so roll three plus your full oh, die. Okay, cool. cool, cool. Uh, you've got to get two or more successes. I know that the dice rules are simple. I'm just, I think, no, it's, kind, you know, kind of stupid. New just game. A fool. <laughs> I'm just okay. a fool. Yes, I'm only a fool. Okay, I got one four. Okay. Two, three twos, and I rolled a circle. So there's the Ooh, fluke a of circle. luck that benefits Ooh. you. Uh, so I think the fluke of luck that benefits me, I get to describe this and then you get to modify it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, so um, I'll say, Blanket, at one success, you would have failed. Rolling a fluke, tell me the fluke of luck that kind of like gets you past this. Okay. So the fluke of luck that when I, I drop to the ground from, from this tree silently and there's... Um, but it's not totally silently. Like I make a noise, and all the or, or the gnomes turn to look at me. But yeah. right then, Jayamal lets out like an old man fart that like distracts <laughs> everyone. <laughs> Back to him. Yes, <laughs> was it me? <laughs> and then I sneak in and see what great weapons, what cool great weapons I can find, and I'll erase my. Circles. I'll erase all but one circle. While the rest of you are dealing with truly one of the most vile scents you've ever had to experience. <laughs> no. Oh, mm. Okay. We're in an it's, open field. Yeah, it's we're still it's so like, it lingers. <laughs> I pooped a little. <laughs> you didn't have to tell us that. Yeah, you didn't have to say. That's why it's lingering. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. I'll I'll say that's a very good fluke. Uh, I'm not gonna. It's, I don't think it's too much. So I'm not gonna alter it. Okay. You get into the carriage, like slipping directly behind Michael, almost like you you look and you could like tap this guy in the head if you wanted to, but you fly yourself back into this area. You start looking around. This carriage is really decked out it is everything is like velvet and red there's a lot of money and time that has been put into making this place like as homey as possible like essentially think like really nice camper rv Mm. Uh, so there's like a couple of beds that um they can all sleep on little like uh, fire pit with like a chimney that's going out that has some like water boiling on it right now and you see a small like table that's been set to the side with like a bunch of like smithing tools and two wooden crates that are currently closed that seem to be sword sized. Um, are they big enough to? Can I pick one up? Can I pick them both up? You could definitely pick both up. They are um, so imagine like uh, 
like what would be like a ceremonial case to hold a sword? So it's like a hinged yeah. box case that's, uh, you know, it's a bit bigger in all dimensions. You could definitely carry both. They would be a little unwieldy. Okay, I'd like to, and are they are they latched? Can I open them or are they like nailed down together? They're no, they're uh, like clasp open, so you could you could open them up. Oh, cool! I'd like to open them, grab both swords, and then get out if there are swords in there or something else. I don't know. <laughs> you click them open, and inside of each of these boxes, you see two highly decorative swords. You look at the first one. First one is absolutely, or it's got gold and gems and things. Go ahead and make an intelligence check for me. Okay. Uh, so I, I believe your intelligence is two. Just roll two d6. That's a four and a one. Uh, four, okay, so one success. You know that this sword is a ceremonial sword. Like this isn't something you would fight weapon. with. But right. it is bedazzled. It is bejeweled. <laughs> this is a this is a sword to be showing off. Um, not necessarily using. The second is much, much, much plainer. And it has some kind of mechanism on the hilt, on the handle. But essentially it looks like a normal steel sword. Nothing particularly special about it. But the handle and the basket, this is much more like, like a fencing foil or like a fencing saber. Mm. The basket has this like very intricate kind of like lattice work around the handle. This is much more of a like parrying and stabbing weapon rather than what you saw Michael have, which was a like slashing longsword. Hmm. Um, I'd like to steal the the useful sword cool. and get out of the carriage, trying to be unseen again, and then like get into the forest. Uh. I'll say, make me one more uh, dexterity check. Okay. Um, I'll say you can use your full dice. Okay. Let's see. I'm really stacking up crosses, so, like, shit's going to go down eventually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, amazing. I got a six with a cross on it, two fours, and a two. So uh, something oh, shit. unfortunate happens to you or more likely the people around you. And then oh. I erase all crosses. Yeah, my powers, the fool's powers, like, it's bad things don't happen to me. They happen <laughs> to y'all. <laughs> hence the fart. Amazing. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you grab this sword. You make your way into the forest you like slowly close the door behind you as you make your way you you hide behind a tree you climb up you kind of regard this sword uh playing around with this like basket hilted handle um you see there's some kind of mechanism on it and you're thinking of like what it might be trying to figure out how to activate it or something as you do a like stiff breeze blows by you kind of for a moment like almost get knocked out of the tree but kind of catch yourself and you look off in the distance and see the door that you thought you had closed flies open, slams against the back, and the breeze quickly shifts directions and slams it closed again. Everyone immediately turns around. You see the gnomes kind of look and go, what was, what was that? Uh, Michael looks over. I'm sure it's nothing. I'm sure it's... And he opens the door, sees the empty case that you had left open. Or rather, I think you'd even closed it and the wind knocked it open by some <laughs> fluke of bad luck. He looks at it, turns around, quickly spins around, pulls out his sword. You have a companion hiding somewhere? 
I demand the return of my saber. Your saber? What are you talking about? My saber. I will not. We're jumping to a lot of conclusions here very quickly. Yeah. yeah I- We're not jumping to too many conclusions here, friend. I was in there. I've seen. I've had that sword directly beneath me for this entire ride. I get out for three minutes. I look back and it's gone. You're the only ones we've seen on the road. I assume it was one of you by some witchcraft or trickery, by hook or by crook. You've taken my sword and I want it back. It is valuable to me. It means nothing to you. And I promise you, I can make your lives very difficult if you challenge me. They look so cute when they're mad. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see uh, Pa, his dad, comes over and just decks you. <laughs> just absolutely decks you. I think all the rest of us also are just like, yeah, we're going to let that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think one of us yeah. like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. You see, Get he, that, that, was fair. that was fair. He shakes like blacksmith's hands and goes, boy fucked around, he found out. <laughs> <laughs> he does that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's just us. And uh, he wasn't—he he wasn't wrong about them looking kind of cute. Though. <laughs> you know, you shouldn't say it. You too. Oh, come on. <laughs> pa, pa looks up at you, but you're way tall, and he goes, "You got it coming, though." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. It was. There's no way that we could have overtaken or tricked such an impressive warrior as your son. You've clearly, I mean, he's incredible, you've said. And, and to be fair, you stopped for you stopped yourselves. We didn't like block your way or set up a trap. Maybe yeah, we, there were just others in the forest following and watching you. Yeah, this is on yeah, do you. We, <laughs> do we seem like like common highwaymen to you? I don't know what your motives are. I only know what is in front of me. My property is missing. It will gain you nothing, but it means a great deal to me. Why? What does it mean to you? Yeah. That is none of your concern, villains. Whoa. Whoa. Um, now we're just calling each other names. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I call them like I see them. I see people who decide to steal from me when we stop to say hi to fellow travelers. You've had your eyes on us the whole time. How could we have stolen yeah, from you? Yeah, whoever stole from you could be... This is all valuable time you could be spending trying to find whoever stole from you. Instead of pointing the finger at, at people who you've, you've been looking at this whole time. <laughs> I'll say... You guys were facing, like, Kelly attempted to help, so you knew that this was happening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kelly, yeah, we're, say, we're all lying. <laughs> yeah. We're gaslighting these gnomes for sure. <laughs> but we have, as a group, a, a practice, like, ring of petty thievery that we've <laughs> yeah. established for yeah. years. So, <laughs> All right, that's fair. That's fair. So I'll say... Should we flash back to thieving somebody? Yes. Yes. <gasps> yes. Oh, yes. yeah. Okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. Flashback to our heist. I think we flashed back to, like, one of our earliest, um, like, we wanted to get snacks for game night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it the CVS heist? It's CVS. Yes. It's a middle school <laughs> CVS heist <laughs> of us trying to get snacks. 
what is everyone's role in our in our petty theft ring? <laughs> <laughs> I think um, Enoch was the. Uh, I think they were kind of like scrawny, kind of glasses wearing, kind of dweebs. So I think they were like the distraction because they were always they'll think like this person's harmless. They probably just hear asking questions. So I'm probably like distracting some kind of guard and like. Hey, I've got a test coming up. Do you know where I can get like the uh, geometry sets or, or like the calculators? It seems like um, there's these specific calculators that we're allowed to use in the exams, but not the other ones. I, I think it's like the, and then I'll just list like just the, the longest serial, like <laughs> calculate a brand name as I can and just keep the guy distracted. There's like a poor person behind the counter who's just like, well, we, we have the TI-89s. I know we need no, the no, TI-89 no, plus. We're not allowed to use those ones. Those, but, were, those ones were, they, they said we weren't, weren't allowed to use that since yeah. the last exam because apparently people were able to program it to draw out grass. You can program the really grass. And you can even, yeah. like, with some of the new ones, you can do pure calculus in the machine. It's wild. I don't know why we're discouraging this, but I get it. We, <laughs> but the problem is we only have that or, like, three generations past, which actually fucks up basic addition. So yeah, it's kind yeah. of like, I remember which, they actually which path that you want to go? Yeah, so is then do you know where I can order? Do you know where I can order it? Can I set a pre-order for it? I think there's actually some new calculators coming out in the next year. Can I set a pre-order for that now? Oh yeah, we can, can order like from the distributor. Over. You just gotta buy in bulk, okay? <laughs> I'm I'm a high school student. I can't buy in bulk. Can I agree on something? Can I talk to your manager or can I... <laughs> getting security and the manager involved? That's a pro move. They call over the intercom. Um, I think Anna is um, keeping watch at the aisle where they're at, like the snack aisle where they're planning to um, steal stuff because she's she's pretty big and she's just even though she's like a high schooler she's trying to give off like don't don't come around here vibes and just like kind of giving people the stink guide like trying to keep people out of the aisle. I think uh, Jay. Uh, took Ned to like the birthday card section because we <laughs> told him that we're getting a birthday card for Anna. <laughs> yeah, you need to distract me also because I will ruin the plan uh, if I'm involved. We're, so I, like I do not know that this is Oh, this is so cool. We're gonna we're totally gonna surprise her yeah, with man. this birthday card. Which one do oh, you think she'd like? People usually don't trust me with surprise stuff because I somehow let it slip. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do a good job. I'm not gonna. <laughs> oh, you are, big guy. You, yeah. you are. And I, I think you guys have also noticed that you like the birthday card aisle is like two aisles away because you've noticed there's like a weird space you gotta fill. If it, if Ned's too close to the action, you guys get caught. But also somehow if he's too far away from the action, you guys also get caught. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, there's a real balance sweet to spot strength. you guys gotta find. Yeah. It's like a weird Draft little computer triangle. <laughs> And then I think Kelly's just doing doing the the swiping of uh, she's got like a really big bag, but she's not actually putting anything in that. She's somehow like tucking it into her coat and under her sweatshirt and other sorts of things, so that the bag is also just like a decoy. <laughs> I think maybe the way that this like this flashback helps us now in our present situation is that something happened like an actual like security guard or like cop even walks in and like sees us and we're somehow able to talk our way out of it and get away with the snacks i think okay 
um, maybe a cop walks in who's like a regular at the coffee shop. And mm. so Kelly goes over and is like, oh my God, Officer Michaels, how's it going? And then we switch. Okay, so you're doing that. And then I steal the rest of the snacks yes. behind him. You like turn him around. We yeah. do a pivot. Give Anna the little wink or whatever our signal is. And before we learn how that story ends, <laughs> I want to find out how this story ends. <laughs> um, so I'll say, Kelly, since you were the one who first uh, made the fib and most definitely had eyes on uh, Viper, go ahead and roll a charisma check. Mm-hmm. You will get advantage because of the flashbacks. So you get an additional D6. Okay. Uh, difficulty is, he fully suspects you guys. Difficulty is one. So you got to get two or more successes. Okay. I do have a backup plan just in case, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that's a one, a three, and a four. Okay, so that's one success. So it's not a critical failure. You see his blade turns to you and kind of like levels at your throat. In that flashback, you guys remember as uh, Kelly is talking to Officer Michaels, a (laughs) bag of chips drops from her coat and lands on the floor with a loud crunch that seems to echo throughout the store. (laughs) In that flashback, you guys got caught. You That fell to the floor. Officer Michaels reached down to grab it for you. You tried to help him out. And then more things fell out, more things fell out. And you were grounded for some time. You guys didn't get to play the game for a good month after that. Is there anything else you want to do? You said you had a backup plan. Oh, what is it? My backup plan is to um, use my venting ability. Okay. Uh, which is a hard case, which is I can vent to make anyone human-sized think that if you fought, I would win. Is a gnome human size? Yeah, I'll give you that. (laughs) You said said he was a tall gnome. He was a tall gnome. (laughs) It doesn't say adult human. Yeah, just, yeah. So, yeah. Um, Such a good point. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, a baby is still a human. That's true. So, you could do that to a cat or a baby size. Um, Yeah. Baby size humans count as humans. Andre the Giant existed. So, like, that is also true. Mm -hmm. Totally. There is no limit to the size that humans can be, Brad. Height is a spectrum. (laughs) Um, You see Michael level his blade with a practiced hand at your throat. What does it look like when Kelly uses her venting blade? Oh, gosh. Um, um, I think that uh, since Kelly is a uh, trust knight, and I feel like this is what she did, like, back in, in the real world as well, that when she vents... Um, and, and is basically convincing Michael that, like, this is a... If this turns to violence, it's a losing battle. Um, <laughs> is that she looks intimidating in the way that the most capable adult in the room looks very intimidating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where you're like, oh, that's a person who knows what they're talking about. They are an expert in whatever this is that, like... 
there's this sort of stance of confidence about her that it it just looks very much like, no, trust me, I know what I am talking about. And it's sort of look on her face of like, oh yeah, no, I think she really does know what she's talking about. Yeah. Kelly, you stand there as this sword gets leveled at your throat. You stand undaunted. And because you don't move in any way, the sword actually nicks your throat just a little bit in a way that Michael kind of recoils a little, just like a tiniest bit, thinking that you were going to back off. You see him staring up at you. And Kelly, through your eyes, you see someone undaunted by the challenge. You see the the blade gets held at your throat. You see someone ready to fight in a practice stance. Kelly, through your eyes, you see someone undaunted despite you feel this venting come out of you. And also your emotion level goes down by one. Yeah, so I'm back at zero now. You're back at zero. Mm -hmm. Um, And you feel some of that anxiety and worry about your friends kind of creep back in. But for this moment, you hold yourself steely-eyed looking at Michael. Everyone else sees the same thing. They see someone undaunted by this challenge, both Kelly with an eye and Michael. (laughs) Egrin, or should I say in this particular case, Enoch, you see something very different. You've never seen your brother be knocked down or put in his place by anybody. His parents, your, your parents coddled him, brought him up. He's never met a challenge he couldn't face. He was never daunted. And you see the smallest flicker of worry or reticence or self-doubt enter this otherwise unbreakable facade. I'd say as a brother, I think this is only a thing that you would see. But you see your brother's face kind of flinch for but a moment. He lowers his sword, sheathes it, looks at you all and goes, Just know, you're not stealing from just me. You're stealing from the many who depend on me. Sword was not a bauble was not just some flight of fancy. I'd like it back. Please. Well, if we come across whoever took it, we'll pass the message along. (laughs) (laughs) Ma, Pa, load up the horses. We're going. You see him slowly climb back into the carriage, slam the door behind him as Ma and Pa jump up on the horses and begin galloping down the road towards Shattered uh, Shadowfall Pass. Sorry, Dark Shadow dar- Pass. Towards Dark Shadow Pass. Yeah, you better Shadowfall run. Pass is a different path. It's actually a much nicer pass. <laughs> <laughs> really nice. That's actually the new trading route everyone went yeah. to. <laughs> I almost think it's very unfortunate that the name was so similar to the old one. Yeah. It's, for, it's also for like when demons or devils have to go to the bathroom, they get a Shadow Hall Pass. 
Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Got him. Got him. Got him. And that's got it for him. today, guys. Sorry. It. That's it. Uh, got it in on the highest of highs. Enoch, I'd say you noticed an emotion in your brother that you had not seen when he asked and said please for this thing. Not to say that your brother wasn't kind and caring and considerate. He was. He was all these things, often to an annoying extent. But you saw him not asking out of consideration, out of kindness. You saw him deeply asking for himself. You saw a real hurt in him as he asked for this. I think I... Apart from every so often when I would speak up, I would kind of hide almost in the background of everyone else watching the exchange. Um, I think especially after seeing Kelly be the one to, for lack of a better term, you put yourself on, put Michael in his place. Um, but seeing that emotion in him, I kind of feel bad. <laughs> um, I just kind of watch them gallop away and when they're far enough away I just say oh, Viper are you still around? Yeah that was hilarious oh my god <laughs> your brother's such a dick everyone thinks he's so great I, but he's not I, I mean he's he's not a dick um, he himself didn't really do anything wrong well he's been getting credit for years and i don't know that guy that's not even your brother that was a gnome guy that just looked like your brother we don't he could be like a freaking vampire like vampire. we saw last night there's all kinds of face stealing it forget about that how about this and then i pull out the sword <laughs> and i go on one knee and i uh Hand and I present it to Ingrin, the sword. Oh, I would take the sword, kind of just like test the weight of it in my hand. You grab this sword by this basket hilt and you test the weight of it, holding it in your hand. You have in your your real life. I don't think. Have you ever played with swords in your real life? Probably not. Probably like on a foam sword or something, if not like an actual one. You, you've, you've like swung a stick and things in the way that kids yeah. do. I'm sure there was some time in your life where someone had like a sword and you got to hold it for a second in a weird like, you know, college guy with a katana on his, you know, wall or something. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's held a sword in some way. Yeah. But you have no knowledge of what it should feel like, what it does feel like. You hold this hilt. You hold this handle and this basket hilt. And you kind of flick it out and you feel it to be a natural extension of your body. The kind of foil of this thing flicks with this very flexible motion. And as you kind of move your hand as if to strike or cast a spell or use that kind of like magic death touch, you feel it almost radiating through this, this saber, this, this, this foil. Flick it around a little bit. And as you are flicking it around, you feel a mechanism that like you put your hand in, in the hilt in the way that you think it should be like holding it and you see that there is a like finger caddy essentially or like a finger holster 
you slide your finger into this holster and you feel a surge of power kind of like spin around your finger and you feel the sword kind of like fully connect to you as this almost like I don't know like a a ring attached to the hilt kind of like sizes down a little bit to your finger and you feel a charge come through your body oh um I think I did a thing I don't know what I did but I did something Nice. You gotta elaborate. Um, <laughs> what kind of thing? Very flustered right now. Um, I think I don't know some kind of power going on. Um, not to sound kind of cliche or really poetic, but it feels like an extension of myself. Interesting. I I think that's the sword of the cute guy dropped. Should we call? It? Hey, we found your sword. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Jab. 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 That was almost a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. I'd say I'm sorry, but seems like it all worked out. <laughs> I got Fairly, punched. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> you deserved that, to be fair, Jaimo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, I think we're going to take a little while, maybe do like a lunch, sit down, have a conversation. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how much he's going to retain. If you're, if this sword is like making you feel stronger, then maybe, I don't know, maybe it was worth it. You doing okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm fine. And I like, I haven't known to sheath the sword. So I was like, (laughs) loop it in like one of my belt loops or something. (laughs) (laughs) Put it through your pants pocket. (laughs) Rip the pocket. Um, no, I'm I'm fine. Uh, but I did actually want to bring up, not relating to the whole Gnomish Michael thing. Um, what is our game plan with the dragon? Are we are we killing it? I mean, it's chasing it away. What's what's the plan? Yeah, I don't. It's I mean, Bingus, it's, it's right? Bingus. Like, yeah, yeah. It's so. It, I think it's like Bingus, Bingus, not just like looks like bingus how, how do you know that um, it is man we all saw it i mean it's danny like this is such a danny thing that he would yeah. do i would say jaimal how would you recognize bingus by the way <laughs> the way you wear your hat <laughs> <laughs> The way you sip your tea. I would know Bingus if Bingus looked me in the eyes. And I I felt his fur on my face. That that can't be Bingus. Bingus wouldn't hurt people. Right, Bingus? And he's then, technically not hurting anyone. He's just quite literally getting trees. What I assume to eat, like the acorns and stuff from. Yeah, he loves acorns. Really, Bingus hasn't done anything wrong except... At least in my opinion, follow the circle of like 
life, nature. Well, then we shouldn't kill him. Maybe we could, maybe we could see if we can convince Bingus to get his trees somewhere else. Or hear me out, if this is actually Bingus, we let him kill the village of children. <laughs> I feel like if if we do nothing, we're just as bad as any villain who does the actual killing. I, I took point. half a semester of a philosophy class, and that sounds right to me. <laughs> Fine. Let's go see if it's actually Bingus. I feel like if we go kind of assess the situation, and then we can see, I don't know, what we... Guys, you're all overthinking it. Look at yourselves. Except for you, Jay. Like, look at yourselves. Everyone's so cool. You're so strong and capable now. Forget forget that doubt. Let's just go. Hell yeah. We'll figure it out once we get there. Okay, yeah. okay. We'll, we'll probably have to take care of no Michael to at least give us time to figure out what we want to do. Because it seems like no matter what, he's going to kill Bingus. What? Well, maybe maybe because we have the sword, it'll slow him down a little bit, and then maybe you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. All right, maybe maybe we're trying to make a camp, and oh. and we can think it through yes. and get some rest. Yes. Before we go to bed, has uh, anyone Viper? Did you maybe perhaps get a chocolate gold coin? From from the the wagon. That's enough for me, dog. Uh-oh. I didn't get any gold coins from Uh-oh. there. Okay, that's cool. Oh, you need one, don't you? Yeah, yeah I, I never actually asked. Why do you need that? I always see eating that chocolate coin. Um, is that like a? If I don't eat one, then my bingus goes away, and I, I get oh a little weird. I don't know. Have I been weird? You lately? get a little weird if you don't you have, have them. Little... So is this you with them or without it's them? Me almost out. Oh, okay. This makes a little more sense now. But we have time before the sun goes down, right? Like there's still time for you to find the fey gold. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bingus, Where do you think it would be? Uh Bingus actually can track some for me. You guys wanna go on like a fair gold hunt? Maybe like lift sure, our we can go on a, a fair gold hunt. Yeah. I can even use uh, one of my scriptures. Uh, detect narrative significance. Forgot <laughs> 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 about that. Oh, yeah. I, I, don't, I think this is in like a, a bonus episode that we're putting for the newsletter. But um, every Godbinder gets like a healing spell. They get a, a blast. And then they get a detect something. So it's like detect blank. <laughs> And yeah. Nathan, ever the DM's friend, <laughs> decided he wanted to detect narrative significance. I did, yeah. Which and, is, you, and you gave it to me. I, I would, every DM should give that to their player. <laughs> it only works within a short distance, so. Mm. But on the off chance, there's some right, right around here. Uh, yeah, you can go ahead and use your scripture if you want to detect narrative let's, significance. Let's, Let's see. Let's see if I incur a debt just Yeah, where for... should we go? Yeah. Uh, that is uh, two fives and a seven. And a Damn. Two fives and a seven. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, so you don't incur a debt. You hear the chimes of fate kind of echo around you. 
and Jaimal, your heads-up display that was that was like tracking fair gold and stuff blinks for a minute, fritzes out, and then blinks again, and you see surrounding you are like a couple of different little spots that have bloop 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 various like fair gold things. Nice. There's a very large clump off in the distance that is part of like the Vermilion Expanse. You see like 20 or 30 dots um, oh, all wow. together kind of in a clump kind of moving slowly. You see there's kind of one random dot that's moving around very fast nearby um, kind of off to uh, the east. And then off ahead in the uh, kind of like on the road that you guys are going to off the distance you see there's in your heads up display there's a river and there's some kind of like bridge and at the front of the bridge there is there are three of these dots all together. Oh, we should go towards the river because I have to wash my pants anyway. I pooped oh, a little okay. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, know, okay. you don't need to elaborate. Yeah, yeah. you can stop right there. To the river. <laughs> to the river. To the river. Let's do it. Uh, you guys make your way towards the river, heading down this road as the sun is beginning to set. You know you have till morning to get this this fair gold. It disappears with with first light, but um. You guys make your way towards this bridge, and off in the distance you see the canyon of this river gorge, and you see this very small, essentially like two-lane rickety rope bridge. You're looking at it, and like, if Michael crossed this thing, it seems dangerous for that large of a cart, but you guess he did it, so like, maybe it could hold that. Um, But that's definitely the second thing you see. The first thing you see is a large troll sitting directly in front of the bridge. Sitting there crisscross applesauce with a large tome in their hands just kind of flicking through it. Seeming to be like reading but also like kind of haphazardly reading. You uh, kind of get close to this troll and you hear, you see it, it kind of clocks you from way down the way. It goes uh who goes there? (laughs) 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 Kelly in her head definitely she can't tell if Danny could actually like hear her thoughts or whatever, but in her head, she's like, Oh, Danny, such a troll. Hello. <laughs> I'm guessing you want to cross uh, the bridge. Yeah. Are you, or are you going to surprise me? No, the bridge. Great. Um, wait, I think maybe we want to like, do you have any stuff you want to like trade? We're actually tax collectors yes. and uh, we're here to collect the tax. We've heard that you've been, um, getting told them to get a percentage of that, please. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be straight with you guys. I'm gonna be real straight with you guys. Mm-hmm. That's not the approach you want to take. That's not the approach you. But you wanna, you you wanna come to a giant troll and say, "Hey, let me tax the 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 stuff you're crossing." That seems like that seems dangerous for one. And you trying to trade with me? What do? You, let's call a spade a spade here. You guys want to get across the bridge. I'm in the way. You, 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 you. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that last time? <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Okay, cool. Oh, no, we we're not. We don't want to cross the bridge. We're here for the tax money. As you say that, you see the troll kind of like cock its head at you and kind of look at you, and you see the troll blink. And as its eyes are opening back up, it freezes midway, blink, like like you paused the television and caught like a weird expression. 
and you see the world entirely go silent. Birds flying nearby freeze in midair. The breeze stops and things just kind of stop moving. The water beneath this river stops and you hear that scratching of a quill and you hear kind of Danny's disembodied voice going, shit, fuck, what, is, what the fuck are these guys doing? Fuck, shit. <laughs> um, and you hear the scratching before the world comes back to reality. Okay, uh, what do what do I owe you? Um, well, first, just tell us how much you're earning, because it depends on what tax bracket you're in. Um, <laughs> oh my god! All right, so you're, you're honestly very lucky. We came over to actually ask. You actually meant to send us in prior, so we can just come to collect. Um, but so we're trying to be more lenient. We understand not everyone has access to ravens and crows to send these kind of letters. Yeah, listen, buddy, I got audited last year and it was some bullshit, okay? I sent in my tax forms. I don't know, the goddamn pigeon I used must have gotten shot down or something. That shouldn't be on me. That's all I'm saying. Hey, hey, I hear you. I hear you. I'm not the one to speak to about this. I'm just here to collect. Uh, the high. If you tell me your complaint, I can speak to the higher ups. But honestly, I'm honestly as powerless as you are here. Uh, Listen, we're, we're on the I, same know, level here. I don't, I don't mean to take out my frustration on you. I know you're just doing your job. I'm just doing my job. Like we're caught up in the same system, man. Yeah, it's honestly <laughs> capitalism. All right, I'm all right. It, it's 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 fucked up. Like you know, yeah, we've been pigeonholed into like guarding the bridge. We got to take the money or like solve the riddles or like you know whatever. You know, I've been telling the same three fucking riddles for like. 10 years you know it gets boring you know because i keep trying to submit new riddles to the troll council not one's gotten approved okay not one not one <laughs> do you want to tell us one of the ones you proposed yeah tell us the one yeah, we and can then tell us the, the three your three normal ones you want the three normal <laughs> ones or or the ones that don't get approved we want them all we love riddles. your, your yeah. favorite one that didn't get approved yeah how about start with that one okay okay why did the gorilla ride the zebra? Why did the gorilla ride the zebra? Why did the gorilla ride the zebra? I don't know that one. Because he was trying to get to the stripe club. See? Good riddle, right? <laughs> oh, that was the answer. That was your favorite? Did I get it? Yeah, nailed it. What was your least Hell favorite? Yeah. Score one for Viper. Mm-hmm. Oh, Viper, you're good at riddles. You're Thank pretty you. good at this. Because yeah. you want to get to the stripe club, and so it's a pun because the zebras are stripes. Yeah. Right? The, the stripe, yeah, we all know about the stripe club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I've yeah. taken that one year after year to the council. They all say that the, the guests, like, we've got to maintain a certain guest percentage, right? Uh-huh. Like, it's got to yeah. be between like 40 and 50%. Because otherwise, like, the house has got to win. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and they yeah. keep saying that percentage is too low. And I'm like, no, that's like common enough knowledge. So, like, y- listen, you guys get it. You guys get it. Okay. We get it. We get it. Yeah. So, like, what's one of the riddles that that, that they've approved for you? Uh, A rooster sits on top of an A-frame house. It lays an egg. There's no wind. Which side does it roll down? The left or the right? Roosters can't lay eggs. Yeah. Roosters (laughs) can't lay eggs. Great. You totally knew it, Ned. You got it. I'm so sorry, Ned. No. Tell us. No, no, no. You got got it, Joe. You got it. Ned, please. 
Uh, tell us another one. This one, uh, please. All right. Second riddle. What walks on four legs in the morning, two legs in the afternoon, three legs in the evening? The answer is, of course. Oh, you, Ned. Yeah, oh, that's cast. that's a uh, that's a. Well, there there are two schools of thought on this one. It's either... <laughs> you, you see, you see the the troll kind of perks up. and goes, "Oh, you're you're aware of the schism? Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's either it's either a, a man, right? The baby, the mm-hmm. the, the man, and then the, the cane. The, the, the classical or definition. Yeah, or it's one of those uh, shape changing monsters. <laughs> you see, I subscribe to the theory. Of the shape-changing monster. But quite yeah. frankly, the, the, the changeling schism has been a problem in the troll community for a while. Mm. And mm-hmm. I think that I'm on the right side of this. But again, I've been overruled by the council multiple yeah. times. They keep going with the man. They're like, no, it's a classic. And I'm like, exactly, it's a classic, but everyone knows it now. Like, there's everyone no way we're hitting one. our margins. Yeah. yeah. No, the, the, the Stripe Club is definitely the most uh, interesting of the riddles that right? you've told. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I feel like we've all solved a riddle and. Kelly and Egrid have it, so I feel like they should solve a riddle. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not much of a riddler, but I'll, oh, I'll be happy. I feel to like you're gonna get the answer. We could, we could, yeah, we could work together. We All could right, figure it out. last of the three approved bullshit riddles. Okay. Uh, <laughs> two people are shipwrecked. They they shipwrecked. It's only them alive. Bunch of bodies, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. They, they're eventually saved. They're like going to starve, but they eventually are saved. One of them goes to a restaurant some days uh, later, orders a chicken sandwich, eats it, and then kills himself. Uh, why, why, did he, why did he kill himself? I do. Egrin, I actually know this one. Please answer, because I have no idea. <laughs> it's because it's the chicken was people. No, wait, it's more complicated. No, I remember. Yeah, this, 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 more one's, a, this one's a real convoluted one. It's, yeah. it's, in, it's in the literature that the chicken is people is an allowable answer. Oh, okay, cool, cool. No, so the isn't, okay, okay. So the longer one is that while they were on the island, they um, needed to, uh, they were going to die unless they ate something. Yeah. And they found um, a, 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 chicken but it wasn't big enough to feed them both yeah. so the companion was like alright well we'll eat some people and we'll eat some chicken but we'll like mix it up so that I we don't know which sandwich so is you don't which. know who got which yeah 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 and so then um that guy ate uh, uh he didn't know it but he ate the the human and then when he goes to the restaurant and he uh, learns what uh-huh. chicken tastes like because yep. I guess he didn't have chicken before that in this world now see yeah, that's the- where it all falls apart for me uh-huh. I'm with uh-huh. you this yeah. whole riddle presupposes this guy never had chicken in his whole life yes 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 and yes, that yes, yes. I guess people meat tastes close enough to chicken meat that there wasn't I don't know like I, you I know said, what? I'm I don't agree side. with these. I think that you should be able to submit other riddles. Um, the stripe one, I think, was way stronger. Way stronger. Yeah. It's a bit avant-garde, but personally, that's kind of my style. There's not a lot of room for style in Trollbridge guarding. Yeah. I don't think it's, yeah, it's more like a convoluted. Yeah, it's not more convoluted than the chicken one. Than the, no, the, for yeah, sure. The for sure. And, it's, and it's also much less sad. Yes. Much right? less that sad. Yeah. Really, yeah. Also, we kind of there's like some dark. themes and, and topics in that one. That Ex- I like, I don't, don't want to bring that into people's lives. You don't need you know, to be thinking day. about that. No, I mean, yeah. and also now we've kind of got like two chicken riddles. You know, right? I, right. I'm just yeah. saying, there's there's problems all around with this. 
Yeah. Anyway, I mean, like, <laughs> technically, you guys did just solve all the riddles, so you can actually... Did you want to pass the bridge? Because you're totally... That's cool now. We could. I feel like, you know what? This has been really lovely. Why don't this you... has been really nice. Most people just come in and it's very transactional. I appreciate you like yes. kind of chat with me a little bit. This is this is very nice. You know what I think we can offer is so okay. So you we you could you stole the taxes. So we'll just collect mm. the taxes and then we will go over to the the troll council and we can argue on your behalf. Really? Oh, yeah, we can do that for you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And also. Uh, I'll do what I can. I, I, I would honestly, I would just not take collector taxes if I could. But um, this is my, this is our job. But I can fudge some numbers and just take half of what you actually owe. My man, listen, I, you know, it, he kind of like gets in close and kind of like does one of those like you know buddy buddy type things. He goes, yeah, you and me, we're the same. And you, you're just smelling like crazy <laughs> troll breath, like hitting your face. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You and me. You know, brotherhood of the working man. You know what I mean? We got to stay together here. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, let, let me let me give you this. He reaches in his pocket, pulls out a coin, but it's troll sized. So it's like the size of oh your head. Hands it to you and goes, listen, oh, okay. you present this to any troll at any bridge. They'll all know what's up. Okay. Okay. Th- thank you. Yeah. Uh, Don't lose it. I, technically, we're not supposed to be giving these out too often to like non it's kind of like an internal you know currency system <laughs> so you know don't don't be flashing it right this isn't yeah. this isn't a challenge token like you know just keep it to yourself troll comes along starts giving you shit flash that they'll know this guy's cool <laughs> sounds good i was like stuff it into like a statue <laughs> <laughs> your belt's getting really weighted down today yeah. with all this stuff you've <laughs> so added heavy metal objects it is it is full on the size of like a shield or something like it, it is large oh, it's actual, okay I think I just like sit on the ground and kind of roll it. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't want to we don't want to be be showing it off to people, but it is there's just no container that can hold. Yeah. It, so. <laughs> that that in and of itself is a is a bit of a riddle. Do you want a travel yeah. size marker? I can give you a travel marker for it. That would be great. Oh, that would be. You perfect. know what? Egg on my face. I'm sorry. And he pulls out just a regular size coin and slots it for you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'll like roll over the big one. Team like here you go. I'll be. Ca- I'll we, we, honestly, this. we get these as kind of a joke. You know, like you know, things are cute when they're small. Yes. Yeah. I'm very aware of that concept. It's same thing for trolls. <laughs> just are small and you're small. It's it's you know, apples and oranges or you know, apples and yes. watermelons. You know what it I mean? Makes sense, and I'm not offended by that. <laughs> Jay, you need to just like. <laughs> Listen, some people have different tolerances to stuff like that. I think you should be able to hear and understand when other people are uncomfortable with it. Are you lecturing um, me? <laughs> the, the, the troll looks down at Jamal and goes, I don't know what it is about you, but I feel like I'm either going to love you or I'm going to decapitate you. <sighs> like it, it's one of the, I don't think you're one of those guys where I'm going to be like, yeah, he's all right. It's either going to be he's great or he's dead. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one it's gonna fall on. Jaimal whispers to Viper, "Of course, the filthy troll wants to decapitate me." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> was it a real whisper or was it an old man it an, scream whisper? Yeah. An old man scream. Whisper. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You have to roll a charisma check on no! this one. <laughs> We're this close to getting you fair gold. We're here Absolutely, for you. has to roll a charisma check. <laughs> 
And he says that to Viper. Viper just looks at Bingus and they like both roll their eyes. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) That's a six and a two. Uh, You see the troll looks at you, gets in real close, goes, Fuck yeah, I'm filthy. (laughs) (laughs) You realize you somehow like slipped into some positive slang you weren't attempting to get to. (laughs) Um, He looks at uh, he looks at Ingrid, uh, reaches back in his pocket and pulls out a big sack of gold coins. And when I say a big sack, I mean it is the size of Ingrid. Oh my god! Um, He opens it up and kind of like shit, like literally just splices it with his hand, shifts half it, and you're now looking at a pile of gold roughly the size of Jayamal. Um Do you have a carch or anything? And, and, and as you're kind of thinking that, uh, Jayamal, as he kind of like slides this pile over to you, and you see you literally can't see over the pile. It's that big. But you happen to look, and all of a sudden, Bingus on your head kind of like gets bushy, dives into the pile, <laughs> and comes out with one fair gold coin in his mouth. He's just kind of holding up like, bring, bring it here, Bingus. He brings it forward and then with his tongue flashes it out and you realize there were actually three gold coins and he was just playing coy. Playing coy with the coins. Sassy Bingus. These are strawberry bonbon flavor. <laughs> <laughs> you um, unwet, unwrap one of the coins, uh, pop it down, and you see that timer on Bingus go back up. And you still hold uh, two fair gold coins with you. I feel much better. I think I said some weird things about gnomes and trolls. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. yeah, we're going to talk about that. Okay, I deserve that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, do we have like a cart or a bag or... No, I'm. (laughs) (laughs) So what we're gonna do, um, like I said, I'm gonna fudge the numbers. So don't worry, we're not gonna take all of this. We're just gonna take as much as we can, which is probably not even half of what you've given us. Um, And you can keep the rest. And uh, honestly, I just hope I'm sent to you next time again. Honestly, it's great talking to you. If we ever collect taxes, or hopefully we get to meet in better circumstances, not during work. Yeah, are you always here? The office. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever go to um God, what's the name of the village with the kids? Oh, uh, <laughs> Little uh, Lake Village. Little Lake Village. Do you ever go to Little Lake Village? We kinda that's kind of like a hangout. Do you ever go there sometimes? They have incredible alcoholic chocolate. Oh milk. yeah, you know uh, Nightmare's Rest? Yeah, Nightmare's Rest. Oh, Crepes is my girl. Crepes is one actually Crepes sent us down this way. Um we were oh, just really? we just passed, we just went through, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Tell her uh, when you see her, tell her Hitchtooth Franz says what's up. Well, I will. Hitchtooth um, Franz, man. Franz. <laughs> but it was honestly a pleasure talking to you. I'm saying this, I'm like, put as many gold coins in the cash. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just shoving gold <laughs> coins in your pocket. Mm-hmm. We're all very weighed down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this, was, this was a surprisingly pleasant interaction. Uh, yeah. yeah. Great. You know, yeah. I don't get to say that very often. Usually this is very transactional. It feels a little cheap yeah. at this point. There's not a lot of, you know, artistic integrity in it for me. And that's really why I got into the, you know, the bridge guarding business. I thought I was going to have much more control over, like, the writing. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's just kind of the way it 
goes. Um, Hitch, did you see anybody come by recently in like a very elaborate carriage? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sir Michael of yada yada. Also, yeah. he he did come past. Yeah. Got it. Toss me my coins. Answer the they, did they, I didn't even have to say the riddles. They just said the answers. Oh. Like oh. They, oh, that sucks. See, that, yeah. that's how you know the riddles need to be changed. If people just yeah. know the answer. Yeah, I think. Exactly. I mean, I mean, listen. I, I get it, man. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know where everyone's coming from. Maybe they were having a bad day. I don't want to put I don't want to put my stuff on them, but it didn't. It wasn't great for me. You know what I mean? I'm not asking for a lot. Yeah. Let's just let's put up the shroud. Mm. Yeah, at least. You know yeah. what? Hitchtooth, we're good. After we fulfill our current quest. We're gonna go find that this troll council, and we're gonna we're gonna get you a writing credit. Writing credit? Mm-hmm. We're gonna get you a lot more artistic freedom because you're you're an idea guy. You guys don't know, right? I mean, the guy that wrote the, all of these, wi- wildly famous. Like you don't you don't get a writing credit on the troll council. Like so, I mean, if you're able to get that, whoo, I owe you. Oh yeah, you're hard, gonna be earning this as well for sure. We're, we're gonna Absolutely. advocate. At least, yeah. you know, no yeah. guarantees, yeah. but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll we'll for sure give it a shot. We, we can probably get a petition going as well. If we get enough people on this, at the very mm-hmm. least, maybe the bad publicity will scare the council into letting yeah. um, more trolls have credit. Um, yeah, they're they're, they're the really writing. stuck in their ways. Um, I say if you go the petition route, I've seen people try and fail before. This is because you guys, you know, not saying this in a negative way. You all are very small compared to us. You have small handwriting. Yeah, it, you know, it's just what it is. Mm-hmm. So your petitions, like you get a big stack of them. To us, we we lose them. Yeah, I can. See you know, it's like the issue. size yeah. of you know a comparative paperclip. Mm-hmm. So go with the big paper. I know it's an investment. Big okay, big paper, and just <laughs> tell people to paper. sign as big as they want. People get a kick out of it. You'll get way more people. <laughs> like people, you know, who everyone wants to sign their name really big, but like they don't really know what that means until you give them a huge piece of paper mm-hmm. and yeah. then mm-hmm. people go ham and like that. I think, I feel like that hasn't been attempted before. I think that, you know, has real shot at working. That, al- that so almost smart. sounds like a, like it could be its own riddle. Like how do you get your petition read by the troll council? Whoa. Use big paper. I, I, I'll be honest. I like it. I'm going to pitch it. They don't like the meta stuff. I've tried to they pitch don't, meta they don't like self-referential. They don't okay. like self-referential. Mm. Yeah. What if we changed it to like um, giant council? They might like giants. Uh, you just got to make them kind of stereotypically dumb. Again, the council is kind of backwards as well. I've got a lot mm-hmm. of very smart giant friends. Uh, there's a lot of problems with the council is all I'm saying. Yeah. 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 We're going like to talk to them. We're going to talk We're going to for them. sure talk to yeah, them. As soon as we are done with our current tax collecting quest, that is our next stop. Yeah. We're talking about systematic change here, and that's what I'm about. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. The most yeah. exciting uh, TTRPG adventure of all, a grassroots. <laughs> <laughs> you guys... Uh, for narrative expediency, you guys say goodbye to Hitchcock's problems. Yeah. <laughs> we can spend all day. Yeah, I, I, I like this guy. He's just a working guy just trying to make it in this world. Need more of that. Sometimes as a game master, you make an NPC too fun, and that's an equal problem. <laughs> yeah. What would a character do if they knew they were part of a story. 
What would they say to the author that is pulling their strings? In Samantha Lee's solo RPG, Death of the Author, players take on the role of a character fighting for control over their narrative. Draw tarot cards and modify scene prompts to bend the story to your will. Each change, however, comes with a consequence, as the author may use your own words against you. Death of the Author is crowdfunding on Backerkit from May 14th to May 28th. You can find the project by searching Death of the Author Backer Kit in your search engine of choice. Fight the narrative. Defy your author. Little Wolves is a folktale TTRPG where players fill the fur of shape-shifting werewolves in a realm of fey and of magic called the Enchanted Forest. Players will craft physical masks that represent their characters and use them during play to shift between their wolf and their mortal forms. As they perform favors and complete quests, new marks are made on their masks that reflect the real physical changes that the werewolves undergo. The Enchanted Forest is deep and detailed with fey queens, courts, and all manner of denizen for your werewolves to meet. The crowdfunding campaign for Little Wolves launches May 14th. You can follow the campaign at bytes.rip slash littlewolves. That's B-Y-T-E-S dot R-I-P slash littlewolves. And you can check out the free demo and quick start at bytes.rip slash littledemo. Hey there, it's Elliot from the Many Sided Media team. In addition to playing and producing here on My First Dungeon, I'm also a game designer known for such games as Something is Wrong with the Chickens, a rules-like game of chickens, eldritch horror, and revenge. Project Echo, a solo time travel game played in the pages of a planner. And the upcoming Rom-Com Drama Bomb, a three-player game of meet-cutes and mayhem. If you like weird and unique games and want to bring something new to your table, head to moreblueberries.shop and use code MYFIRSTDUNGEON for 20% off your order. That's M-O-R-E-B-L-U-E-B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot shop. Thanks! You guys make your way past the bridge. Uh, you guys find like a grove that seems pretty secluded past the night. Is there anything you guys want to do in the evening? I just clean my pants. <laughs> you, you clean your pants. Oh, thank you for waiting until we, were, we weren't at the river. I feel like that might have ruined any goodwill. Yeah, that definitely would have ruined any goodwill. There was yeah. too much gold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you also clean the gold that was in your pants? It got mixed up with the buns. Oh, gosh. God. Because Kelly's um, emotional scale is back down to zero she started she's a little nervous again so she wants to propose um do we think that we should set like a a night watch like we'll do some shifts of some people just kind of hanging out double checking that everything's cool 
I think that's a good idea. Yeah, that's I mean, a that's great idea. During our games, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it's necessary personally, but I'll go along with it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Viper. <laughs> yeah, if it, if it makes you. I mean, Kelly, you, you're. Uh, sorry. Yeah, Kelly with an I. Uh, <laughs> you've got, you, you, you've got good ideas so that well, thanks Cass yeah um, so I'm happy to take the first watch um, okay. and then you I'll, I'll take figure second. out yeah okay how many yeah how many watch I'll do third if there's a third I think probably three is probably good three is good okay I'll do yeah I'll just get up early sounds good yeah you guys set up watches for the night the night passes without too much mystery or, or craziness. It is a you found a nice grove. It's just enough off the path. You don't expect to hear any see anybody. And honestly, other than Michael, you've seen but one or two people at the very beginning of your quest down this lane, apart from Hitchtooth Franz. Again, nights in this place. This is the first time you spent a night here, not either being chased by fallen or uh, doing what you may have been doing in in the tavern. Um, <laughs> This is the first time you've gotten to really like admire the night sky. And again, you are struck by when something so ubiquitous is just a slight bit different. It is a change that can shake you to your core. You rather than seeing the one moon, you see that second moon with the large. You can even see from this distance teeth marks and like a bite taken out of it. You see the kind of orange and red hues that it gives off from some unknown sun somewhere off in the distance. The trees blow in a slightly off-kilter way. The stars move just a little bit faster than you might have expected. And you pass the night. Jayamal. As the sun begins to come up, you see kind of like the rays in the distance beginning to peak over the horizon you see that the meter on um bingus is fully full you've got like a full 24 hours with him but you see two little fair gold icons that are ticking down with just a few minutes remaining you know that you're gonna very much uh use these or lose these these two additional coins if you want to you can use them to overcharge one of your gifts so overcharge bingus or overcharge your like ai field Mm. Um, to massively expand their abilities if you want. Uh, but you know that you can already feel that the corporality uh, of these coins is beginning to shift and decay. Uh, I'm going to overcharge Bingus. Do you want to overcharge him with both or with just one? Ooh, like split them. Um, let's go all in on Bingus. He's, he's getting both. Yeah. All in on Bingus. Um, okay. What are you hoping to achieve with this? Um, I'll say two additional fair gold is like a pretty, it's not like you're not going to get a mega, like a mech size bingus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Damn it. But it is a pretty significant amount of fair gold that you're like pumping into bingus. Um, so I'll say go higher than you think and I'll dial you back. But what, 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 are, you, what are you trying to accomplish with this? Uh, I'm hoping uh, bingus can become. Um, like large enough where he's kind where he can fit all of us on him and we could just like fly to the thing kind of like Appa from Avatar the Last Airbender he's just gonna <laughs> Appa us to our destination 
All right, that feels pretty. That feels pretty fair. You see Binga sit down, and you over you eat these two pieces of fair gold, and you see like the 3D projection of of Bingus kind of like you get like a projection that overlays on top of Bingus and then you like essentially click and drag with your fingers and you just see that 3D projection get bigger and bigger and bigger as you do the printer of your like mechanical part components begins to like shoot out laser lines and begins to 3D print this massive Bingus um go ahead and roll your Neo die your D10 if the result is odd what you're attempting to do works perfectly if it's even, it mostly works, but something goes amiss. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we want a nod. We want a nod. Ah, uh, that's a 10. Even. Uh, okay. You tell me, he becomes as big as you want. He is able to fly. Like you see this 3D um, printer begin to scan and you see this massive bingus. Basically like, you see your mini bingus basically climb. I said I wouldn't give you a mech, and now I'm giving you a mech. <laughs> <laughs> you see this mini bingus essentially like the first thing that 3D prints is a stairwell, and he climbs up into like the head of this larger <laughs> He's bingus. He's driving it. He's driving the larger <laughs> bingus. Oh my God, I love it. That's I love it so much. <laughs> you see this 3D print. A schematic comes up on your heads display that like says like flight 100%. You know, all systems go. There's one system that is in error. Uh, what system is in error? <laughs> oh no! And I'll tell you if you if you don't go good enough with this, I'll make it twice as bad. Whoa. <laughs> um. Uh. Okay. There's one system in error. Uh. I think the uh the threat detection is off. Uh. So like. It can't safe like in terms of like putting us somewhere safe or like landing in a place that isn't uh, dangerous or whatever is is not going to be accurate. So landing is going to be super difficult. Mm. Love it. Takeoff and flight are 100 percent safe. Landing is a question mark. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh God. You yeah. see, you see, as it's walking, like the the leg controls don't seem to work quite as well. So like it kind of does like a little test jump and then it lands and just lands flat on its belly and just kind of skids. Oh. oh no, Bingus. Um, you see, Bingus loves it. Bingus is all about it. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of writes itself. You guys wake up to a terrifying but uh, good surprise. Of this massive bingus with um, uh, like seats have been like 3D printed uh, on its back. Is there anything else you guys want to do before you take full advantage of your newfound bingus? Oh, whoa. Did bingus, bingus grow? I made it. I, I made this. You made it? I made it. I did a good Sweet. thing. I'm not just an old man. <laughs> I saw, I saw him. I was it was my watch, and I saw him do it. Yes. Whoa. Guess. Oh. Help me. He gave me suggestions. It was it was delightful. He added the the scorch marks on the side. They do look very cool. Yeah. 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 Sweet ride. So, do we think this can get us there faster? Why don't we try and you walk, and we'll see who gets there first. Oh yeah, we can race. You see. You see Bingus uh, looks like the big Bingus. Um, you see its eyes turn towards Viper. And Viper, one of the eyes opens and you see a little Bingus kind of give you the like, come at me. <laughs> 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 
I I tap on the I tap on the window and then climb up the leg into one of the seats in the back. I guess let's. Oh boy, let's ride Wingus. Wingus, Wingus, <laughs> such a cool name. <laughs> Thank you. I thought it was top of my head. I didn't know if it was going to land. I just said it confidently and hoped everyone would agree, and everyone did. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wingus, 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 Wingus. 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 Uh, hard to, board, hard to chant in unison on uh, Zoom. <laughs> 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 Fix it in post. Fix it in post. Fix it in post. Mm-hmm. All right, here it is in sync. Yes, it works perfectly. You guys take off on Wingus flying high above the cloud. Like, Wingus doesn't have much care for your comfort necessarily. He is flying like crazy. He's a flying squirrel operating a flying squirrel. He's having a fucking ball. Uh, so you guys are going through a roller coaster of a ride for the first couple of minutes while he like plays with this new toy. So you're going through loop the loops, you're going through and over clouds. You guys are instantly wet as you go through a cloud and like get all that condensation. They <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> are very quickly dried by the death dive towards the ground. But after a little while, he kind of steadies out, and you guys are just flying very quickly towards Dark Shadow Pass. As you're kind of passing, you do see the the walls of this pass, essentially like the mountainous region, begins to come up on either side. And you do see uh, a couple of bandits that were littering the road, like look up and fly, let fly some like stray arrows towards you, getting nowhere close to Bingus. Uh, you guys, <laughs> he, he like spots them from a mile away and goes way high. You guys begin finding your way through this mountain pass, the walls on either side of you are now full of mountains, and this is just a very thin valley threading the needle between these two mountains. And you begin looking around for signs of where Big Bingus could be. Let's say Jayamal or uh, Viper. Go ahead and roll wisdom checks. Both are just one. Okay. Uh, why don't both of you roll? Yeah. Let's Uh-oh. do it. Jayamal's not very wise. <laughs> Uh, a five and a two for me. I got two fives. Two oh, fives. Yeah. Um, I think kind of working in tandem, uh, Viper, you initially spot like a couple of like fallen oak trees, like full things that have been like torn apart and scattered along this pass. You point them out and Jaimal, I think you start seeing you had hung out with this Bingus when he was still like a little lad on your shoulder you knew how he liked to like burrow deep in things and find little nooks and crannies. What do you see that tells you where Bengus is? I see, uh, and we're like in a, in a like a, a valley, just like a straight up. Yeah, you're in like a valley, big like rocky mountains, kind of on either side. Very thin pass. Okay, I see like three like tunnels next to each other. And they're like in a uh, like a, a triforce kind of manner. Uh, and uh, okay. I know Bingus used to make those and he would uh, connect them somehow. So all these like these three either like there's two ones, like two of them that are definitely traps involved. And one of them is where he's living. Mm. Mm. I'll say with two successes, if you have a triforce, which one do you think is the safest path? The safest path is always the one on the left. 
<laughs> Ooh. Might be time to turn left. Yes, soon. fate would approve. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, Cass, you feel that tinkling of chimes behind you as you kind of look around looking for fate in this moment. You see these three options before you, this left, center, and right. Just see flying next to you, kind of like lazing on their side. Just kind of like very like genie and Aladdin, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. They kind of look at you and kind of waggle a finger go, Mm-mm, not yet. Okay, well. But soon. And flips back again and disappears into the cloud work. Do you guys take the left-hand path? Oh, we're just yeah. straight up flying into one of them? You tell me? I mean, I don't see any issue. I, don't, I wouldn't say anything to say no to this. Yeah. Yeah. Jay knows his pet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Bingus. Take us into the left tunnel. You see Bingus kind of go, and you, you hear little bing like little bingus, you hear it go and then you hear Mecha Bigness goes <laughs> Um and you dive down into this darkened path. As it goes, it's dark all around. All of a sudden Bingus's eyes alight like headlights. And you begin to see like Everything in this cavern illuminated. Clearly, this entire thing has been like carved out by massive claws over quite a long time. You see strata and striations of things that clearly mean this thing has gotten bigger and bigger over time. And as you look on the ground, you also see two equidistant grooves in the road going straight down this tunnel at exactly the gauge of a cart you guys had encountered the other day. Mm-hmm. How did they know? Do, do we want to sneak in or charge in? Uh, did we land just fine? Yeah, I feel like we got to get down guys, to the ground first. You guys are still <laughs> flying through this tunnel. Um, you see off in the distance there, uh, Bingus kind of like turns his headlights off for a moment, and you see there is a moat of light off in the distance that begins growing bigger and bigger, signaling an entrance to some kind of larger cavern. You know you're approaching something, and you begin to hear as you get closer what sounds like wood being rent apart and torn but in a way that you've heard wood be chopped and sawed you never heard wood be ripped before I now have to sound design that (laughs) (laughs) but you've never heard this particular sound but instinctively it goes back down your spine you know exactly what it is even though having never heard it before are you guys approaching with stealth are you barreling in are you sending any kind of like scouting ahead? What, what's what's the plan as you kind of enter in towards this cavern? So we landed just fine. You're still flying. We're still flying, yeah. Let's be very clear. You'll you know when di- you land. <laughs> <laughs> I would like us to try to send either a scout or to try to sneak in, but I have um, a suspicion that our landing might just give us away anyway. Yeah, yeah. We could try and see how it goes. If I try and plan any of this, it's going to go bad. So I'm just going to, I say we just barrel in. We just barrel in. I, you know what? I think we can do it. I think that sounds like a fun plan. Yeah, maybe, maybe Bingus never needs to land. Maybe it just stays airborne the entire time. 
and we just all sort of jump out. Way to hack the system, Cass. Yeah. Full steam ahead, stay in the air, Bingus. I see you guys have chosen the route of pain. <laughs> oh no. You think you'll get He's around me? I think not. I've got He's weird creepy his fingers. fingers like a villain. <laughs> For the rest of the session, I'm going to steeple my fingers in front of my face and just tap them lightly. Yeah. <laughs> if a rooster laid an egg on top of Brian's fingers, we would roll. <laughs> Neither because it breaks. Because <laughs> <laughs> egg on my face, am I right? Okay. Well, uh, we got we got around. Um, you said you wanted us to fuck your shit up, and so that's what we're doing, Brian. Trying. I did before no, the mics turned on. I gave them very explicit instructions to fuck my shit up, and they're certainly endeavoring to. We're finding those <laughs> loopholes, baby. Yeah, like Twenty minutes with a troll. <laughs> Twenty. That one worked out. That one was fun. Um, Kelly, Ah. you hear all of your friends saying, let's just go in. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's not think. Let's fucking do it. Mm -hmm. They're saying it confidently. They're saying, fuck it. It is not necessarily in Kelly's, Kelly with a wise nature Mm -hmm. to be chill with that. Mm -hmm. Kelly with an I has been a different story. (laughs) Yeah. What is Kelly with an I or Kelly with a Y feeling right now? Kelly, upon first boarding Wingus, just fully reverted back to Kelly with a Y for a little while. (laughs) She got used to flying in such a, like, chaotic and erratic manner. And, but once she started to get used to it and saw that, like, her friends were kind of enjoying what was going on and that everybody was fine, like, it was, you know chaotic but everyone was doing okay that she tried to really embrace the feeling of like wind in her hair which is never down but Kelly with an eye has it down and her (laughs) you know just really feel like the ebb and flow and the flow of it so upon reaching this tunnel she's gotten back into Kelly with an eye mode and her friends are all like confidently saying we got this Jay knows Big Bingus and Viper is like so confident and Kelly's loving it and Cass seems to have some kind of like knowledge of this area um, or like feels confident that that Beta is on his side and um, Kelly's feeling good about Egrin maybe facing his brother and it being okay or like that things might be a little different there uh, and so Kelly's just like yeah everybody let's let's do it i feel good i think for, for the start of that flight you actually tried to have your hair up like kelly with a y and the instinctively went to go like put it into a ponytail and then was like i don't have a hair thing uh, <laughs> the wind blew it out immediately i think even when you kind of vented somehow like almost that like emotional steam came off you and seemed to like starch your clothes that previous diaphanous <laughs> gown literally got more constricting and as you flew that slowly went away your hair got flipped out you stopped caring what it looked like even though when as you started slowing down it lands in this very devil may care way that you could never plan for you can only achieve by trusting that it will happen it's beach hair that you only get when you just chill at the beach and you cannot recreate it 
at home. The the it's flapping impossible. the flapping of your diaphanous gown again making it windswept and breezy. I'll say go ahead and uh, up your emotional level to one. Yeah. Accepting what is going to happen, kind of the first step in trusting and in admiring. Anyone else have anything they want to do before you guys like breach into whatever this cavern may hold? I just got to get this off my chest. I turn to Viper and I say, I don't know why, but for some reason back when uh, when you stole those swords, I like remembered a time when I, I spoiled a, a birthday surprise <laughs> for you. And I've just been feeling kind of guilty about that. So just, just wanted to say I'm, I'm sorry for, for ruining that, that fun little, little birthday card. I think... That moment like cuts through to Viper and like cuts through Viper just straight to Anna. And like for a minute, she just feels like she's back in her kind of not super capable, not super like maybe as loved as she wants to like body. And she just feels like the care of someone in her real life has for her even to apologize like years later that just really I think that just like takes her back and throws her off guard and then she kind of puts the facade back up and she's like oh thanks man water under the bridge yeah the troll bridge yeah water under the troll bridge exactly I'll say Carolyn if you want to uh, depending on how you think your character react I'll let you add either a circle or if, if you're daring I'll let you add a cross to your dice that like a challenge um, i think i i think i will add a cross because i think that that moment of like concern and then it kind of makes her think about all the 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 plans that she had in her real life um so i i, I will add a cross for that you know you have good players when you offer them candy and they choose broccoli <laughs> <laughs> You guys feeling more and less sure in various degrees of what you are doing, where you're going, and what the plan even is. Fly through this opening. You see bright light explodes around your eyes. As you see, there's this massive cavern around you with what seems to be like ridges all along the sides and a large opening in the top that's letting sun in through almost like a moon roof type thing. This kind of like large chamber that uh, the whole top has been like carved out you see at the very bottom essentially directly underneath this hole is a large tree and like little oasis of greenery in this otherwise fully rocky cavern this one area that could get rain and get sunlight is has been tended and is growing and curled underneath it underneath this massive massive tree is big bingus who has a full oak tree and is like eating it kind of like corn cob style munching <laughs> on all of the acorns <laughs> and all around so the cute. sides of the uh, edges on the on these like ridges you see tree sized carvings of like statues like essentially Bingus is clearly like whittled down full trees into like various action figures or statues oh cool to varying degrees of success. Clearly, he's gotten better over the many, many years. You see some that are basically just wooden blocks with, like, smiley faces. And then as they get further down towards the bottom, or I guess further up towards the top, much more intricate designs. 
In this distance, you can't really see exactly what these are, but you can see the vague outlines of human and gnome and elven silhouettes. You also see that around the outside of this cavern, having like somehow snuck this full wagon in, I realize I don't know how they snuck it in, but they snuck it in somehow. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a seasoned dragon slayer. They, yeah. they seasoned dragon slayer. You see, they've actually yeah. disassembled a good portion of this cart. It kind of like folds down in various ways. And now, rather than having like a cart for carrying things, you see the horses at the front are attached like a Roman chariot. Oh, <laughs> nice. They have essentially like weaponized this vehicle in a way. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, you see Ma and Pa are like tying up the horses. They're hiding behind this like large rock outcropping. And Bingus is just kind of like doing nothing and like, you know, eating away on this thing. Um, I'll say, uh, Viper, can you roll a wisdom check for me? Yeah, I sure can. A one and a six. Nice. Love it. Uh, Living on the edge. Really living on the edge there. Wide stance. (laughs) With a six. That's how Viper does it, baby. Especially because that's a special. Seeing up close now, you see Bingus as you have seen this little Bingus that's been like kind of giving you the what fur and like racing you and, you know, hip checking you while you guys were racing through the trees. But you see its face kind of turned towards you guys, not necessarily looking at you, but just kind of regarding the cave around. And you see the face of Bingus is not the face of this small squirrel. It is rather the face of your cat, Bingus. And you see it's just kind of like looking around in that same way. You see its, you know, squirrel paws come up and give that kind of like cat, you know, brush on the side of its face. And you see around its neck is a bright pink collar with a dangling some kind of charm. Uh, beneath it and I'll say with a six because it's a special you see this collar kind of glow and pulse a little bit you're not quite sure what it does but it, it it's not just like decorative this is clearly like something is pulsing from this charm around his neck as you guys are beginning to fly through this area I'll say since you made no attempts to hide as you pass through this this is, <laughs> this is the first thing you guys see you see Bingus all of a sudden like look up towards you guys, kind of regard you with a curious like cat-like look of you know a cat kind of chasing a fly around a place. All of a sudden it goes, you see its fangs begin to distend a little bit as its upper lip curls. You see its tail go taut and straight. You see it kind of haunch back, kind of looks at you guys. Is it sorry? Is it is it a is it a big bushy squirrel tail? A big bushy squirrel this? tail. Okay, Aww. yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, you see sorry. you see a big bushy squirrel tail get even bushier like a cat's yep. tail. <laughs> um, so it's just basically just a big palm on the back of its butt. Um, yes, very you good. You see, it looks at you guys kind of like stalking. You see its butt begin to wiggle in this kind of like pre pounce motion. <laughs> As that happens, you see off in the distance. Michael pull up on the reins of the horses and begin to charge towards Bingus. We're going to move into combat. <gasps> oh. And we know who goes first. Yes. We do yeah. know do who indeed. goes I'd like, first. I'd like to, when I see the cat, when I see that it is my former cat's face, which is currently in the possession of my recent ex, I would like to just scream to everyone, don't kill it! Don't kill it! Oh, kill it? Okay. That's not Bingus? <gasps> <laughs> Don't kill my cat. What do you mean, your cat? 
<laughs> my cat slash your former Pokemon analogy. <laughs> like the expression goes, one man's cat is another man's former Pokemon analogy. You guys fly through this tunnel, exposing yourself to this massive cavern. You see the wonders to behold in this cavern, but don't have much time to take it in as you see Big Bingus looking towards you guys, the charm around its neck beginning to sparkle and dangle, and its eyes beginning to narrow, its tail bushing up, its haunches rearing back, ready to jump up towards you guys. And off to the left, you see Sir Michael in his chariot, driving directly towards Bingus with long sword extended, looking as resplendent as possible as the light glints off his armor, creating like this disco ball type effect uh, all around the cavern of twinkling lights kind of hitting all the bits of the walls. As that happens, you guys for a moment see a flash of what would be of Sir Michael getting to attack first, Bingus turning and attacking him, then you guys kind of taking your turns. But all of you for a moment hear the faint wisp of chimes as all that is rewound in your minds and as if it never existed you see Kaz move faster than any of you have ever seen before Kaz you act first great Uh, and I'm gonna cast a scripture I'm gonna cast a scripture that I haven't cast yet at least I don't think I've cast it yet because it really works best when you go first and everybody is faster than me, but not anymore. Uh, so I'm going to cast Prophecy. Uh, I get sharp visions of future events. I roll my Wisdom Dice pool uh, along with my uh, Godbinder dice. And uh, for every uh, for every success, I basically get to save it and use it as either an advantage or a disadvantage for any roll for the rest of the encounter. Hell yeah. Ooh. Nice. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll that prophecy. All right, let's let's prophesize. Okay, so I got two fours, a six, and a two, and it does have special add an extra success. Um, so since you want to every level for every level I have with this god, holy shit! So Jeez. that's really cool. So that's four either advantage or disadvantage that uh, I can I can use to help you guys do the cool stuff you want to do. Nice. You hear the tinkling of fate and you see hanging from the tree. You don't seem to see the corporeal body of fate anywhere, but hanging from the tree almost like charms. You see nine of these hanging scales, like these charms that go down to baubles, that go down to scales all hanging, kind of blowing in the breeze. And you feel, as you kind of like move your hands back and forth, you feel them moving up and down with your emotions, and you feel the ability to control those fates as we go. Yeah. Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I guess, especially with that, is there anything else that Cass is like feeling or, or seeing in this moment? that the rest of your party is not. Ooh. I guess Cass is feeling feeling like he's part of the team. Like he's not uh being led on a on a distraction mission. Oh. Uh, 
that like as opposed to not really knowing even what everyone's goal is i'm like i super know i know everything and i'm gonna and i'm gonna use that to uh to protect this giant squirrel cat and also my friends you feel this newfound sense of just belonging in this group and like being capable, being useful, being helpful. And I think you know that way quicker and way more than anyone else does, but they're going to learn it soon enough. Uh, does anyone have a dex of three or greater? I'm I do. three. Yeah, I have three. I'm three as well. I think we're all, all three yeah, except. Oh. All three is except for uh, except, except for Cass. Cass yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> who would like to go first? I I would love to intercept Michael. Hell yeah! Uh, are you so you're, you guys are flying around on Bingus? Uh, are yeah. you going to try to like tuck and roll essentially? Um, if I were to tuck and roll, what would the stat <laughs> be for that? <laughs> I think it would be a, a dexterity check, but I think to do to do that to do that to guarantee. Like, so I'll let you guys. You guys have successfully foiled my landing gear riddle. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to skim the skim the ground and slow down, um, you can like essentially just hop off, no check needed. But you guys will be a very close to Michael or very much in his way, and very susceptible to like Dingus. Like you guys will be a sitting duck target. If you want to kind of do a fly, but like a dip down, you jump off. I'd say you will make a dexterity check difficulty one. I'll, I'll do. Dexterity check difficulty one then. Okay. You you guys see Bingus dive down in this kind of like cannonball dive and then begins to pull up quickly. And in that moment where you're almost suspended at the ground, you feel all of your gravity is getting forced down. Ingrid, you begin to roll off and try to tuck and roll. Go ahead and make that dexterity check. Uh, you know what? Mm. You can have an advantage. Oh, thank you. Hell yeah. I want this to resolve first, but I'd also like to take that moment to roll off when it's Okay, cool. Um, three successes, one of them to six. Oh, oh. wow. Ooh. Nice. I'll say with that, uh, Carolyn doesn't even have to make a roll. Nice. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'll say. I'd like, I, I wanted to roll off and like launch myself onto the cat bingus, like trying to get grab onto the collar. I'll say, uh, Viper, go ahead and make a dexterity check. I'll say, since you got two sixes, uh, difficulty zero, and you get to make this crazy move. Uh, as okay. Ingrid will be able to like fully like springboard you as well. Okay. <laughs> well, I got a one and two twos. Oh, I should have oh, given no. you the advantage. But <laughs> I would like to use uh something. <laughs> I'm also just picturing um Ingrid like doing a really badass like somersault off of the <laughs> flying I like thing. I probably like turn around and just like let myself fall. <laughs> you do like a matrix yeah situation. That's so cool. Viper, did you want um, to you have a skill called if all else fails in which you can temporarily give up your luck entirely, get, essentially give control of your d6 to me. You succeed immediately, you escape whatever situation you're in. But I'll give you back that d6. Probably in a worse situation. Okay, I would like to do that because I feel like if I fall off, if I fail this, like there's a chance that I could 
get hurt or like hurt the cat or something. So I will hand you my D6. <laughs> Comes through just like Whoa. that. That's Whoa. crazy magic. Comes through Change the camera color. and changes color. Magic. <laughs> Ingrid rolls off effortlessly. And as he begins to roll off, he like, I don't know, you like pull back your feet almost like to yeah. springboard Viper. Viper, you plant your feet. What goes wrong and how are you giving up your luck to make it succeed? Um, I think maybe feeling like a little just reminded of my who I actually am in the real world and that like I can't do this. I absolutely can't do this in real life. No human can do this, but I especially can't. So I think that that doubt just really creeps in and I hesitate for a second and it makes me slip. And then I catch a glimpse of the the trust axe that uh, Kelly with an eye mm-hmm. wields <laughs> that is also her parents <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> and the the gleaming light from that like makes me feel like, oh no, you can just trust in your luck. And I like coil my muscles extra from that and like push the extra way and like grab on and I'm dangling from the cat's collar of the big bingus. You springboard off. This is not about good luck or bad luck or about acting foolish. This is just about acting. You act in this moment, springboard off and find yourself dangling from a massive collar. Your hands are fully extended and you're at like 10 and 2 on this thing. You are hanging there. Uh, I'm going to say, Ingrid, is there anything else you want to do with your action? I'll say, really, that's just your movement to get off. I like roll to the landing and then stand up. And I was going to put myself in front of Michael. Um, he said he's on a chariot, like charging forward. Essentially, yeah. So I'm just going to like stand there, arms outspread, being like, wait. Question for you. Are you holding the sword i don't think i'm holding it but it's very visible <laughs> it's like <laughs> on my belt loop. it's like right there so i think he would see it and then my other question to you are you saying wait or are you saying wait <laughs> i'm saying wait not saying wait okay <laughs> I, I, I think right now i'm still kind of unsure of what that power is and I don't want to at the very least just talk to Michael first. You let out that syllable of wait and as you do you feel almost as if a second vocal cord wants to speak but you clamp it down as like you feel something almost leaking from your mouth in this like gaseous form. You clamp that down, suck it back in and let this normal voice come out that in this moment feels almost wronger than letting this other thing come out you can't quite put a word to it but you don't have time to because you see michael look at you grab the reins rear back harder sword at the ready and then his eyes glance down to your waist and he sees the glint of that very elaborate basket hilt on an otherwise very normal but sharp sword you see him pull back on the reins his eyes looking directly at you, and he jumps off of the chariot, standing face to face with you. 
I thought I told you. That was my sword. And he levels his sword at your chin, almost like tapping your chin. Yes, I understand. We can squash that later. Um, But we can't kill this creature. We Who are you to creature. tell me what to do? Who are you to tell me anything with your lies and your deceit? You take from me, you take from others. I earned everything I've gotten. What have you done but taken it? Listen, I'm, I'm not here to argue that, quite frankly. Um, but have you looked around? I like gesture, like still hands up, like gesture to the carvings. This creature is clearly intelligent, at the very least, to some degree. And you're just going to kill it because it was taken up trees to carve out of. Do you go to wood carvers and kill them in their shop? I'll say, go ahead and roll a charisma check. I will make you roll with disadvantage, so one less. That is fair. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say difficulty one so you got to get two or more a four and a five for two successes damn he did it shit nice you see the sword leveled at your chin drops just a millimeter as he kind of his head doesn't move an inch but his eyes glance around and you see him kind of like fully take in what is in this area looks at it and he, you still have the words ringing from your mouth of like this is an intelligent animal. He looks at you and goes, You may be right. Certainly more than I can say for you. Ooh. He pulls back, levels his sword at you. I'll consider your words. A liar is true every now and then. A broken clock right twice a day. You may be right. Maybe I should reevaluate. I'll deal with that after I deal with you. You wanted that sword? You wanted to take it from me? Then draw it. You want it? You have to earn it. Draw! Okay, okay. And I will draw the sword. From Wingus, uh, Jay goes, Kick his ass! <laughs> <laughs> you, you see Paul pops up from somewhere. I'm going to come fuck you up. Don't you fucking talk about my boy. <laughs> this is the rivalry that I'm actually here for. <laughs> pa versus Jay. <laughs> Ingrid, I'm going to say that acts as your turn. Yeah. Michael is going to go. He also has a dex of three and he is going to attack. Okay. I'm, I'm before he rolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's get he's getting a disadvantage. Okay. He does get an Ooh. advantage uh, in swords, so he's going to be rolling just a straight three. Okay. Ingrid, what's your defense? Defense is zero. Okay, cool. Ooh, okay, not too bad. Rolled a two, two, and a four. So he immediately swings the sword. You see it kind of fly over your head, and you see, though you, you uh, Enoch, have never experienced sword play, like you've maybe watched fencing at the Olympics... You recognize good form when you see it in anything. Anyone, no matter how trained or untrained, can recognize mastery in a master when they move. There's an effortlessness to it. He quickly swings the sword in this fast blow, but a testing blow, 
and kind of knocks you backwards, uh, knocking off one of your guard. But you notice just a little hitch to it that even you notice, like, that shouldn't happen. You see his eyes kind of go questioning a little bit. And Cass, you feel your thumb pressing down on one of the scales in the tree, triggering it from a distance. You see that scale shift. And as it shifts, you see almost like Cheshire Cat-like sitting on the tree. You see just the teeth and the eyes of a smile of fate kind of stretch out. Oh, you like that, huh? I got got more. I got more. (laughs) You hear from the back of your head, you know, when you know what's going to happen, sometimes you got to have a little fun with it. Well, I'm glad you're having fun. You see, he kind of like pushes down a little harder on that scale and you kind of feel it happening too. And it feels good. Like there's a power Mm. to it. There's a control to it. And he releases it and it kind of goes back to normal as you see this duel begin between these two brothers. Who else had a three? Uh, Yeah. Uh, Kelly and And Jay. Kelly and Jay. Um, uh, Which one of you wants to go? You can go, Kelly. Um, okay. Uh, because she is currently feeling the trust, and she's like, "Yeah, my friend's got it." She uh, is like, "Well, let's have like a little bit of fun," and she's gonna try to basically like sow chaos. So, uh, I think similarly as we're coming down low, she's gonna try to jump out of Wingus, and the ultimate goal is she wants to get over to the chariot uh, and cut the horses free. Oh. Nice. Nice. I'll ask you how trusting are you of Wingus's <laughs> fly? <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you mechanically what this means. Okay. You can fully trust Wingus and essentially just fall out, get yourself in a position, I'll let you do everything you want to do essentially. Mm-hmm. You may take damage. I'm essentially going to roll a straight up or down, and you'll lose a guard. Mm-hmm. If you if you take that risk, you will go up to the second level of emotion. Oh. If you don't, if you want to roll for it, you'll roll a dexterity pool challenge rate challenge zero, very likely pass, but you won't get that additional advantage. Hmm. I think Kelly's really vibing, and she trusts Wingus, and she's gonna. She's so eager to do like the cool Matrix fall. And she's like, yeah, baby. And so she tries to do it too. Uh, Go ahead and roll a D6. Uh, You want four, five, or six. One, two, three means you lose a guard. Five. You fly off this thing, land easily on your feet, fully trusting in Wingus. Wingus kind of like looks back, gives you a little wink as it flies up back (laughs) in the air. Um, You see... The chariot's still kind of moving forward. Um, what did you want to do? You want to... I wanted to uh, take my my ice axe and, like, split it into... <laughs> is it Bob and Suzanne? Suzanne. Yeah. Bob and Suzanne. <laughs> and do, like, a double swing to cut uh, both of the, like, reins to basically let the horses run free to, to cause chaos. Okay. I'll say you you flip backwards and land between the horses, like on the yoke that's connecting them. Mm-hmm. You land riding between these two horses like some fucking Western movie. You <laughs> grab your single ice axe, split it into two, and you hear 
uh, panning between your left and right ears, you hear <laughs> in your left your mom going, Oh, you got this. That was so good. Wow, you're really great at this. And you hear uh, in your left your dad going, You know, I, I told you about you. your friends are pretty good. Uh, you should really pay attention to them. They're like, those are some good folks over there. And you slash down. Uh, I'm going to say go ahead and roll your dexterity dice pool plus your emotion night dice. Okay. Difficulty zero. Okay, so that's a, a one, a three, a six, and a seven. Okay. Uh, two, two specials in that. You easily separate these forces. Is it only one special? Is it, if it's over six, it's a special? Oh, yeah. Sorry, if it's six or over, that's a special. Oh, cool. Okay. You easily cut the range. The horses, I'll say with a six and a seven, horses start going crazy. You see Big Bingus like looking around wildly. Do you want the horses to distract Big Bingus or distract Michael? Ooh, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think Kelly thought that far ahead. <laughs> I guess Big Bingus. They start running around the outside of this thing. They look up at Big Bingus and Winnie back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and begin to fly around. Um, begin to run around. Big Big is kind of just looking around at them like doesn't seem to want to attack them, but it's just like, what the fuck are these things? Like, you know, there's this a very like ants in my house type thing. <laughs> as a, as Big Bingus's head is going back and forth, I'm kind of like, my feet are like dangling and I'm like, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Hell yeah, that is your turn. Uh, last up is Jayamal. You are the last one on top of this, uh, on top of the biggest mech, uh, on top of Wingus. Uh, you're flying around. What do you want to do? We're trying to get the collar off, right, guys? I give you a thumbs up okay. from where from where I'm dangling. <gasps> and then I, I look, I, I, I go to the Bingus controlling Wingus, and I'm like, Bingus, does this thing have claws? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's swoop down and, and cut that collar off. You swoop down. So what I'm going to do mechanically for this collar, Big Bingus has, has defense of two. The collar is essentially going to have the same defense as him, but with significantly lower health, essentially, to get this thing cut off. Um, mm. So you're still trying, like, this thing is big, it's moving around. You're trying to swipe at that. It's still going to have some health because it's like a thick, you know, leather strap. You swoosh down as you make an attack with Mech Bingus. Go ahead and roll your intelligence pool plus your uh, Neo die. And uh, for sure taking advantage as Okey well. Okie dokie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a two sixes, a four, a three, and a nine. Nice. Okay. How many of those are above a four or four above? Four and above are, are four of them. And then there's one three. Ooh. Yeah. There's Jesus. a four, two sixes. And one of them was a nine? Yeah. Yeah. Two okay. sixes Holy and a nine. So. Oh my God. So it's defense is two. So you're still doing two hits to this thing. You swoop down big bing or mech bit. Uh, what is it? Wingus. Twenty <laughs> <laughs> binguses. Twenty binguses. <laughs> you fly down, gripping onto like the leather strop holster of Wingus, diving down in this like peregrine falcon death dive. Uh, claws extended as it rips down the leather of this thick collar, <sighs> tears a large chunk out of it. You see this thing is badly damaged. Mechanically, it still has one health left. 
it is like literally hanging on and you see the charm on the front beginning to pulse kind of wildly and erratically whereas before it was pulsing at this very regular interval you see big bingus kind of look up to you its eyes looking at you you said that Jayamal would only know big bingus when you looked into its eyes what do you see in big bingus's eyes that's a fucking cat um <laughs> 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 I see uh, when when Big Bingus looks into my eyes, I uh, I think Jayamal sees like a a look of like fear and uh, sadness of like, oh, this thing has been alone for so long, and uh, I think in seeing like Viper and and Jayamal and like even the other folks, it's like maybe seeing some recognition of like, wait, I think I knew these people. And uh, I think as it happens, we can all kind of see in like corners of the room, like whittled character, like our characters are are in different places. Uh, oh my gosh! And then Jaimal goes, "My heart, Bingus, don't worry, Papa's here." <laughs> as you swoop down and see that sadness and loneliness in its eyes, and you see the carvings of you and your party you especially are featured throughout here you see carvings that were originally just like wood blocks with smiles and by the end these are some pretty fucking intricate sculptures of you in this idealized version you see you in a bunch of different poses he's made your arms so they can articulate he can literally move you around like an action figure you see that look of recognition and sadness in his eyes but in his eyes alone. You see his mouth still snarled, his body still tense, and his charm still pulsing at this irregular interval. You know it's your boy in there. Oh! <laughs> That's our bingus, guys! That's our bingus! Yeah. That's our bingus! We're coming for you, bingus! <laughs> That's my bi- You're my bingus. <laughs> um, I want to say something nice, but I'm a bit preoccupied. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that is your bingus, which makes it all the more terrifying when he opens his mouth, rears back, and you see a sickly green and brown liquid fill in the back of his throat as he breathes a massive spray of white hot sap directly at you. That's not, that's not, that's new. Uh, I, I would like to give that a oh, yeah. disadvantage, please. You want to give it a disadvantage? Here, I'll, I'll take it again. Yeah, I will, I will, uh, I saw, I saw it coming and I'm, and I like lean on the, uh, like the controls just to like try and move us out of the way. You lean on the controls, pressing your thumb ever down on this larger scale for Bingus and feeling that surge of power and control in what that feels like. You're changing someone's fate, someone's destiny, whether or not you know how, what effect it will have. You are altering someone else's path with just the press of your finger. Uh, Bingus is going to roll with disadvantage, so just four. That is... Two sixes, a one, oh, and a four. Oh, no. 
It could have so, been three sixes. Could have been three sixes. I <laughs> <laughs> help. Uh, so I will say I will say I saw the first roll and it was worse. <laughs> no. Oh no! Oh. Um, so don't uh, tell me that. <laughs> oh no! I'm saying you you did it make it not as bad. Us. Oh okay. Then, oh, yeah. Yes. Do tell me that. <laughs> do tell. Uh, me thank that. you. Thank you, Brian. So uh, Cass, you were still on Bingus's back. Uh yeah, I'm. I didn't jump out. So both of you are gonna take uh two hits. Okay. And both of you are covered in this sticky sap, which is freezing you in place, essentially bringing your movement to zero. You'll still be able to fly around on Bingus because you've kind of found yourself on a vehicle, but you won't be able to move off of Bingus until you like take a full turn to extricate yourself from this. Did does the fact that I have a defense of one matter? In that uh, yes, regard? Yes, you would only take one hit. Okay, great. So I lose one guard. Mm-hmm. And Jaimal, you lose both your guard? Uh, I have three guard, motherfucker. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm down to one guard. Hell yeah. Okay. So, so far, no one's taken any health damage. Mm. Okay, good to know. You feel this spray of hot sap hit you. You guys are able to, Wingus is kind of able to like turn on a dime you guys just kind of get hit on the side with like a partial spray but you feel it slowly clamming up your joints and things unable to kind of move from the spot where you're at wingus starts like flying up kind of just trying to get away from big bingus and jaimal your head is plastered looking directly into wingus's into big bingus's eyes as his mouth closes again and you see those very sad very apologetic eyes with that hot sap still dripping from its mouth. It's it's okay. It's okay, Bingus. I've I've had worse secretions on me. No, no. <laughs> you see even Big Bingus goes. Huh? <laughs> Gross. Top of the order, we are back to Cass. Uh we're just going to do another prophecy. I spent all four of my uh successes from last time, so let's see Hell if we yeah. can get Holy some more. Shit. Oh my gosh. I got a two, two sixes, and an 11. Oh my God. Ooh. Oh wow. King Cass. Uh, and, and unfortunately, only I only get to use the special one time since I only have one level in my God. So that's, but that still counts as uh, four, four, four more uh, successes. So that's going to be four yeah. more advantages or disadvantages for the next round. You feel that familiar power surging into you, you are seeking it out. You feel this something akin to godhood. You are playing with other people's lives in a way that no one should be able to, but boy, does it feel good. And as you feel that, you feel your thumb come off of Bingus's scale, you all of a sudden flash back to that robbery gone wrong you guys had done when you were kids you see that echo of the Cheshire cat smile and eyes of fate lingering on the tree above Big Bingus's scale of fate and as you are getting led out of this this CVS this uh, <laughs> this convenience store this this small raid having been busted by this bumbling cop who wouldn't have caught you if not for some bad luck you see the teller behind the counter 
kind of flipping through this big book of like bulk purchase orders and things. And behind him, there's a manager there, big manager tag on. And you see their thumb kind of weirdly positioned in the air, kind of pushing down on something not there. And you see the same sprightly blue eyes and the same big white grin as you flash back to here, the air whipping through your face, the hot sap still burning into your skin. Is there anything else you want to do with your turn? Um, no, I mean, that I'm taken aback by that. That's, uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't remember that guy. Why is he, he looks, he looks so familiar. I can't, that doesn't, but he, we're in, we're inside a game and that was real. Is that, can't, can't get, can't get distracted. Have to focus on these prophecies. I'm seeing that and like several other visions all at once. And I like linger on that one for a second. And then I snap back and I'm focused on, on my friends in their various precarious situations. You see the world in front of you in like double, triple, quadruple vision as possibilities, things that could be, things that couldn't be, things that never will be, are all layered on top of each other like onion paper. And you see how easily it would be for you to just shift one sheet to the left, to the right, up, down. We move from there and you glancing down as Bingus, as Wingus kind of like makes a move, you see down off to the left, uh, Sir Michael and Ingrid locked in this battle. Uh, Ingrid, you were up first. I think Ingrid's been parrying and blocking. I don't think he's actually been on the attack. And I, th- I think he's just getting more and more frustrated. Um, and I think unbeknownst to him, because he, probably, he doesn't probably realize this, but I think every time Cass actually calls upon their godly power, there's like a pulse in Ingrin's chest and then in their throat as if they're reacting to it in some kind of way that they're not fully aware of, they don't understand. And I think that's plus the frustration of every time he does try to attack that Michael parries or from at least the beginning of this fight, Michael just insulting, um, <laughs> insulting Ingrid. It gets to the point where I think he, I'm going to use my voice. I'm going to use the voice. Nice. Um, nice. And, yeah. <laughs> and I think what you see is, I think I described it, but around his wrists and his neck are like almost like tattooed black bands. And from the band on his neck up, you kind of see it starts off as an ember and then it full on flame like hellfire as his skin and then muscle and then everything underneath burns away to reveal a crystalline skull. Um, in his way, his eye should be is a green ruby, a uh, green rubies with some kind of dark mist, something going on swelling around in there. Around his way, his nose should be an ears as well. There are smaller crystals and his mouth kind of just hangs open and. Can I roll? Can I roll first before I give a badass? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so with I'm roll for it first. So with the, with the dictator, it's a little different than other people. You're going to roll your D4 and also your charisma pool. The D4 is essentially the number, 
the charisma pool is how much you can bring it up or down by. Yeah. So it's your ability to control your power. So go and roll the d4 first. We'll see where you're at, and then we'll roll D4, the charisma okay. pool. A four. Ooh. So Hell four, yeah. six, four successes off the bat, and then my charisma. In total, that is seven successes. There are two oh, wow. sixes in there. Wow. <laughs> uh, wow. Um, I'm going to make them all successes. I want them to be. So I think, so from what I understand about this, um, lose one success for each um, target. I'm only targeting my core. Yep. Um, and it's passer first. So I don't lose any successes for that. Are you, are you attempting to control or are you attempting to injure? Control. Okay. You're using seven. So how this works is you are up against his willpower. If it's less mm-hmm. than his willpower, he still uh, you still control him, but he can like make willpowering saves. Yeah. If it is above his willpower, you completely overwhelm him. You've got seven. That is far above the willpower of any mortal being. What rings out? What command is issued forth with a power never before understood by the mortal realm. I, well, I don't even think it's like one word. I think you see this jaw hang open and without moving, a booming voice echoes out and it just says, it says, Flee. You are strong, child, but I am beyond strength. I am the end. I am a god killer. I am daylight. I think everyone hears that. Wow. But Michael, Michael's vision goes black. And they just see this crystalline skull in front of him. Everything mutes around him. And I think in front of him, he sees like a vision, multiple visions of Ingrin cutting him down in different ways, multiplying around him, just seeing all the various ways that Ingrin could kill Michael if he wanted to. And then they all disappear. And I think what's odd, if you allow me to take the reins, GM yeah, reins yeah, for a second. Reins, yeah. Reins. <laughs> yeah. I think Michael's not the only one that sees this. I think everyone else hears the voice, sees the skull thing, but doesn't see like the darkness, the weird manipulation of what he's seeing. But I think Cass does. Yeah. I think Cass sees this. And even yeah. Fate is kind of pulled into this vision as well. So they kind of are watching this and they fully are aware and seeing what Michael is experiencing in this mental space before it dissipates like it never happened. And the flames subside and the skin, you see the muscles and tent sinews grow back again over his face. Yeah. So cool. I feel like it fully just like takes over all of like the different like onion skin visions that I'm seeing all of a sudden. It's just that. Yeah. And yeah. then it's gone. And, and I think when he says, I am Dayside, his eyes like move and look to fate. Ooh. And then uh, hell it yeah. dissipates. And then you see when his skin, his flesh, everything reforms. You see like behind. Ingram's eyes, it's almost like he was not there and it refocuses again 
and turns back. Like he's looking at empty air at this point and confused turns back to Michael. The, the rules as written for this state that <laughs> an emotion of seven plus is supernatural, otherworldly, likely to have miraculous effects. You have commanded someone, regardless of your intentions, to flee. You have changed this person to their core in some way. Whether they will be forever fleeing, whether they will flee from life, whether they will flee from this realm, you tell me how Michael interprets this. And I will give you absolute control (laughs) because this is a game-breaking level of this power being used. Okay. Um, But I I do want you to keep in mind you are unleashing fear into this person and you've commanded them to flee. Yeah. I think... I think this fear is like so ingrained and so primal that I think it's not even a case of he's scared of me now. I think in his like lizard brain, he's attached like, I don't know, like a color or a shape that is on me right now to the fear he has. And I think anytime he sees that color or shape, like he feels that instinctive fear and need to run. And I think it's, hmm. I honestly think it's the green of the uh, crystal eyes he had. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever he sees anything with, like within on a few degrees of that shade of green, he's just suddenly thrown back into this memory of the intense fear he has now and will run from wherever that green is seen. I think he runs, he runs for his life. And it will like wear off. Like you will be like, okay, I'm safe at this point. But if he ever sees a green of that similar shade of those eyes that were looking down at him, he will remember that fear as if it was currently happening and run again. Whether or not you guys stay in this realm, playing it again, this realm exists in some way whether metaphysical or physical or real or imagined, it it is a place. Places have legends and myths. And today, before you, whether or not you guys know it or not in the moment, a new legend has been born of the man forever fleeing the green flames. the man forever fleeing any shade of emerald. For years, people will debate what that means, where this story came from, what it signifies, what the moral is, if there is a moral. But anytime a sailor is out on the sea and they see the green light of some kind of strange nautical experience whenever someone is looking too deeply into a campfire and sees a little flicker of green that chill of fear will be echoed from Michael 
down their spines. It will exist for time immaterial. It's true as any idiom. The cat is curious as the fox is clever. It is simply a truth of this world. A green flame is something to run from. Michael flees, Ma and Pa flee after him. Your face slowly returns to normal. What are you feeling after this moment, coming back into yourself from a space so far beyond humanity? I... I think I instinctually grab for my throat. Feeling like immense power coming from it, and I think it was more terrifying is how natural it came out. I think I'm scared of myself. <laughs> um, I, I think I'm like terrified of what I just did because I, I think in the moment I wasn't aware of what I did, but coming back from it, it's like I'm remembering a dream. So, but obviously, I'm seeing the results of it, and yeah, no, I think I'm terrified. So I kind of like drop. The, the saber, the, the rapier that I that I had, and just kind of stag, just st- take a few steps back and just kind of almost like collapse in on myself, just trying to understand what I just did and what's going on, and figure out how much of a control I have over it. Because I think now looking up, seeing my friends trying their best to wrestle with this uh, cat squirrel dragon creature i i don't want to be something that can make that worse or even dangerous you stumble back from the almost impact of this moment sword clatters to your feet you hear the sounds of big bingus's massive sap fire breath you hear wingus cooing in this massive way and flying around you hear your friends you hear even the tinkling of chimes that you know is from fate still echoing. Seeing, I think, possibly true surprise in fate. As you, for a moment, glimpsed its bright blue crystalline eyes and savage Cheshire smile. You kind of collapse in on yourself, looking down at the ground, and you see the glint of the sword this rapier on the ground and you see something you hadn't seen before on the inside of this well-made basket hilt is some scratchings of an inscription I'll I'll read it you pick it up you see the inside of this basket hilt inside there's this very tiny gold lettering and you see etched in for my brother you were always good enough I start crying Fuck. <laughs> so do I. everyone's crying bro damn dude yeah, I'm crying <laughs> I wow. just start like, just like loudly sobbing right there on the ground you collapse down 
with knowledge of what your brother has been made by your rage in this moment. Uh, Holding in your hand proof of his love. And I think that's where we'll end for this episode. Oh my god. Wow. Oh my god. Always oh. end with tears. Oh, oh no. Oh. oh my god. Fuck him up. <laughs> oh, oh my god. You didn't fuck up Brian nearly enough. That was really bad. <laughs> I told you guys to fuck up my shits. Oh. <laughs> oh. Second, you said there was an inscription. I was like, no, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> That was revenge for not landing Bingus. Wingus. <laughs> <laughs> we could have just taken the crash landing. But yeah. Yeah, we should have. Instead, hot take. We got a crash oh course in a Wow. <laughs> if, you, if you had drawn a crash landing, Hitchtooth Franz would have come and you would have just hung out with Hitchtooth Franz for the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we missed the whole pacifist art. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. oh no. This season of My First Dungeon is produced by Brian Flaherty and Elliot Davis. Editing and sound design by Brian Flaherty. Original theme song and character themes by B. Hold. This episode features the voice talents of Draconix as Enoch, Carolyn Page as Anna, Abby Hepworth as Kelly, Chanuk Sarah as Jayamal, Nathan Yaffe as Ned, and Brian Flaherty as Danny and everyone else. Die, the role-playing game, was created by Kieran Gillen and Stephanie Hans and published by Rowan Rook and Deckard. You can find My First Dungeon online at My First Dungeon on Twitter. And if you like the show, the very best thing you can do is open up your podcast player right now, click follow, and leave us a review. And if you want to play Die yourself, the core rulebook is now available at rowanrookanddeckard.com. That's all for this episode. And as always, remember... If you're having fun, you're already doing it right. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. No. I almost forgot. You brought it back. Hey, all. It's Brian. Real quick before you go. If you like this show and you want to support more great seasons, you should head on over to patreon.com slash myfirstdungeonpod and jump into the dice pool. That's the name of our one and only Patreon tier that's just $5, where you'll get additional actual plays and extended talkbacks each and every month. We'll see you there. Splash! If you're hearing this, that means you listen to every last second of this episode. And if you simply cannot wait until the next episode drops, you should head over to patreon.com slash myfirstdungeonpod and become a member of the Dice Pool. Flash! For just a few bucks a month, you'll get cast talkbacks, original games, and a full-length bonus actual play each and every month. As of the end of 2023, there's already over 20 hours of bonus audio, plus a whole bunch of other goodies to enjoy. So head on over to patreon.com slash myfirstdungeonpod and jump on into the dice pool. We'll see you there. Splash!